Welcome to another episode of CP Doesn't Define Me, and today's guest is Sadie Huff. So, so the reason I decided to bring her on is you've heard my story, or part of my story, um, and I wanted to bring it on from a different point of view as to her side of story and um because there's all different types of blindness and my story is just one of them and so take it away city so the doctors think i So that's that's kind of interesting mm-hmm. because and, and also um I used to have no vision when I was little like I used to see outlines of shapes and colors and I could tell when the light was on and off but now I really can't I can't see those things. I can only see like I can only see the sun and bright lights and darkness. Cool. So that's what I can see. So is it like when you say darkness, is it like gray or is it just pitch black? It's like pitch black. <laughs> okay. Um because I know there's different types of darkness for everyone like i see yeah i see gray out of my left eye because i'm completely blind in my left eye and it's it's heading that way from my right so yeah but like when there's um like i would be going up and there's some trees and like um the light location but um besides you but um yeah i i struggle with that still but um 
I think I'm getting better at, like, not running into things. Yeah. So that's kind of neat. So, um, so how was it differently from, like, you have siblings, right, don't you? Yes, I do. And they're all sighted, correct? Yes. So how was it different, uh, Lee, growing up, seeing your siblings grow up um, having sight versus being blind? Was there any differences or? Um, well, I mean, um, like the house, for example, like, um, they could, um, get around the house, no problem. But with me, I have to memorize, um, like, if there's something I would bump into, I have to memorize, go this way or that way. And, um, yeah. As far as like your mobility, what is that caused by, or is it caused by the same thing? Uh, so um, they don't really know what caused my um. I have a balance issue, like um, somebody has to hold on to me, mm-hmm. and I don't. The doctors don't really know what caused it, but like. If you let go of me, I can stand by myself for a few seconds, but if I lose my balance, um, if somebody doesn't hold on to me, I would fall. So somebody has to hold on to me. I always thought that was interesting because at first, when I first met Sadie, I thought it was something similar to what I have, which is cerebral palsy, because because there's some similarities in between the two because um, because there's different I guess different levels of CP like some will be in a wheelchair and they won't ever get out of the wheelchair because they won't be able to walk for life most likely and then there will be some that grow up in wheelchairs and then eventually figure out how to stand and how to walk and then there's some that use walkers and then figure out how to walk without a walker later on and i was born premature so i thought it was i thought it was something similar to what i had but because of how close the similarities are because when i was little I would have to use a walker, and Sadie does use a walker sometimes. Yeah, I do. Um, so I thought it was something close to that, but then when I heard her story, I was like, whoa, that's interesting because it's not at all what I thought it is. And I do have um, atrophy in my cerebellum, so that caused my uh, balance issue, too. Oh, cool. So, that controls your balance, right? Yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. So, have you ever, I don't know, have you ever thought 
Have you ever been told you can't do something because of your disability? Um, or have, have people been, like, accommodating? Yeah, um, sometimes, but, like, um, yeah, sometimes. I used to be sad, um, a lot, um, I couldn't do stuff, stuff, um, because of my disability, but I know, but, um, now I am not that sad anymore because, I mean, there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. So I just have to accept my disability and just live my life. Yeah. I feel like I was the same way, too. Like, I'd see kids out riding their bike, and I would be like, oh, man, I wish I could ride a regular bike without three wheels or, yeah, yeah. three wheels. And and I wish I could just go out with my friends and be able to ride a bike zip around. But I yeah. found out a, another way to do that. And, um... There's there's always uh, accommodations that can be made for yeah. people with disabilities, not only blindness, but people with all disabilities. And mm-hmm. you just have to figure out a way around them. Yeah. Um, yeah, um, you ha- yeah, you have to accept your disability for what it is because you can't control it, so you have to find ways to, um, like, you have to find ways around your disability. Yeah, because if you don't find ways around your disability, you don't want to just live life sad, because, or in depression, because you're, you're going to be like, well, I don't, I'm not able to do what they're going to do, so I'm just not going to be able to do it at all. And I think that the world has, I'm not going to say limited accessibility, but they have accessibility. They just don't, they don't have enough of it. Yeah, yeah. If that's a better way to put it. Yeah. Yeah, I, um, the world should, um, I feel like the world should make, like, um, all things uh, available with people with disabilities, but they have done a great job of doing that. They have, and I know for East, for uh, at our school, we're working on an audible yearbook um, for blind and visually impaired, and we both go to the blind school. And so, um, They've done that in the past, but they kind of just dropped it, and yeah. and so we we for the yearbook last year we did um we did QR codes in the yearbook mm-hmm. so that you could hear the yearbook or yeah. different events going on in the year, and so we're going to make me and Sadie are going to make that a wider range 
for blind people. Um, not only this year are we going to add on with the QR codes, but we're going to braille the table of contents. So, I feel like we're getting closer to having better accessibility, but then there's also that part that needs more accessibility. Yeah. And that's something that I really want to work on when I'm older and not just now. I really want to help people with all disabilities, no matter if it's a reading disability or if it's yeah. something that you can actually see or that you can't see or that you're deaf. I want to try to break the boundaries of uh, not having the world be accessible to them. Yeah. And because, to, one thing that I've noticed throughout my multiple years of being blind or I was born with low vision so like Sadie I was I had some I had better vision than I have now um so and we didn't really know that it was gonna get worse until the year before COVID it just kind of hit and was just like being really bad and we couldn't really do anything so because no doctors were open and they were like um i don't know what's happening so (laughs) just kind of tell me what's going on and we'll try to help you figure that out but uh so that's one thing um that i've noticed is like i grew up with three older brothers and my mom didn't really treat me any differently. She was like, you're going to do the same things that they do, just in a slightly different way. And that's how I grew yeah. up. Yeah, um, my mom, um, doesn't treat me differently. Like, she still, um, like, loves me the same as my brothers and, like, um, treats me the same, but she, like, um, in consideration, like, I can't really do the stuff that they do, so she, um, she doesn't treat me differently, but she does different things for me, I guess. Yeah, I've, I've been there too, um, my mom, my mom knew that I had low vision my whole life and was just thinking it was going to stay stable, which obviously that kind of went downhill. But yeah. when it started going downhill, she was very proactive and trying to get me into multiple different doctors and specialists and to see what's wrong and to see if it was going to get any worse. And I even remember her being like, even if it does get worse, you're gonna we're gonna figure out a way around it and 
no matter if that's braille or feeling things or tactile or um or just doing things a little differently um we're gonna figure out a way to have you still do school and things like that so Said you have a question for you. Did you always go to the blind school, or were you? Yes, I did. Um, I went there when I was um, since I was three, and they have a first to three program. So after the I was went there when I was a baby because um, so they have um, professionals that go to the house and I. of a really good program to have at that young of an age. Yeah, I um, So, how did they teach you Braille when you were younger? Or when you were younger? Um, they, like, taught me the alphabet using uh, a toy with Braille on it. Oh, that's like cool. The alphabet letter. Yeah, that's cool. on the page um, and mess around with it. Did you use those at all? Um, I felt them, but um, I didn't really use them, but I know what they're talking about. Cool. Um, I haven't 
haven't. I don't know if they're still making them. I don't know. But yeah, I thought those were really cool. Yeah, I think they're still making them. I used to see them a lot more when I was a kid, but um, yeah. But I haven't seen any recently. But I haven't looked for them, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um. And, uh, and, um, you said you started learning Braille at the age of three. When did you? Yeah, um. Or younger, actually. when I was three, yeah. Did you, did you, when did you get your first Braille display, which is, um, uh, you remember? Um, for those people that don't know what a braille display is, it's a device. So I was in elementary. It's a device that you can use um, that has, it's kind of like a... It's like refreshable braille. Refreshable braille, but kind of like, you can connect it to your phone, your computer. You can connect it to almost any device that there is, basically. Um, and a lot of blind people like that better than the, uh, regular Perkins Braille Writer, because <laughs> you don't have to load yeah. paper. I, I like it, um, uh, yeah, I use, um, uh, it's better to write, um, uh, oh, not it's better, but it's useful to write, um, better than a Braille Writer, because... If you make a mistake, you have to, um, like, load in a new piece of paper, and you have to wholesale everything if you make a mistake. But yeah. a well display, you just erase it, you backspace everything, and then you um, type what you want to so, so. It's useful that way. Yeah, um, that's really, that's really helpful when I actually just started using my Braille display over the summer, um, and I like it a whole lot better than old-fashioned Braille, um, just because you don't have to spend as much time and you can actually backspace through things, and you don't have to full sell it, so, Um, I'm still learning quite a bit about mine. I wouldn't say I know everything, but uh, I'm still learning. And you always learn new things in Braille because they're constantly changing it. Yeah. That's like a UV code now. Yeah. And like, NEMIS for math. Yeah. It's, like, it's kind of hard when you get to the NEMIS or the new codes. Yeah, because you don't, like, I remember when I first started Braille, they didn't have UEB or Nemeth. They were, yeah, me too. it was just, it was just old-fashioned Braille that the alphabet contractions and yeah. things like that. And then you were kind of all set with that. And then I... And now it's just, like, new stuff. 
and now it's just like you have to when you're typing when you're typing the date you have to when you're typing or writing the date you have to um put a number sign and then the number and then uh the dash is a ending for the next number so you have to put another number sign yeah. And then the number, then the dash, and then you have to do that every single time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, that's just an example of what's changed. Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's, um, I wouldn't say it's hard to know, um, like, the new stuff, the new codes. Yeah. But I, it's like, say that for me since I grew up with low vision um I started out in a mainstream school and then I realized that my vision was getting worse than than I thought it would be getting or than the doctor said it would be getting and then I went to see uh well actually my I think uh, my first like low vision doctor um, transferred me to Dr. Doan or someone told me about Dr. Doan and then I went to go see him and he said that his principal was a wife at the school and yeah. that is a great school and that was like the last he had a list of things that was like the last thing to try and then he said it wouldn't hurt to learn uh, then my mom was asking him about Braille and if it would be beneficial for me to start learning Braille. And he was like, no, but then we kind of just did it anyway. Um, so so I would say going from a regular mainstream school, from having sight to uh, killing and losing your sight, is a lot harder because you're you're going to like for me when I was growing up I would look at everything acknowledge everything and then I would be like oh this is cool and I would do it all with sight but now I do everything with my hands and I feel a lot of things and things like that and so for people I've heard some people say going blind is easy and uh, it doesn't really change a whole lot, but yeah. that's not true. Um, it does change a lot. Um, and yeah. I started learning Braille when I still had some vision. And so I, in my head, I thought I would still have that vision and learn Braille. But obviously it's changed and it got a whole lot easier. Uh, yeah. Because I would always want to look at the paper and see what I was writing, but... Now I can't really do that because I can't see the bro, so. Yeah, um, blindness is, like, um, yeah, um, 
think I'm normal for me because that's the way I am. Like, I, I, knew, I know this, so it's been normal for me, but... Yeah. Yeah, I will say that's that's the same with me too. Like going from uh going from growing up and having sight to now having barely any sight and very very little sight and very little helpful sight. Um I will say this is like my new normal as people have been calling in the past few years my new normal but for me it's definitely it's definitely been a harder transition between before COVID and after COVID because not only did I have COVID but I had COVID to deal with I never had COVID but I had COVID to deal with but I also had vision loss in the mix of all of that yeah so. I And I remember definitely, like, a few weeks before I transferred to Arkansas School for the Blind, um, a few weeks before I did that, one of my homeroom teachers said, do I really want to, asked me if I really wanted to tell everyone where I was going, because she thought it was something to be ashamed of, and I was willing to educate people on blindness and that I was going blind and that it wasn't a bad thing. I mean, it really depends on the way you look at it. Um, but that it wasn't a bad thing and that it was just something that I had to deal with and had to learn my way around and that I could still keep the friends that I had and make new ones like Sadie. Yeah. Because, um, if you like have you're kind of embarrassed at first because you're like, well, I'm going to a blind school and, like, I'm not normal as um, other people. But um, as it, um, as you learn to accept it, like, it's good to educate people because, like, they might not know how to help you and you have to be like, I can do other things myself, but I need a normal assistance to do stuff. Good thing that Sadie brought that up because um, there are people in the world that when you see when you see a blind person, you're like, oh, I want to help them. I feel sorry for them. But at our school, we're taught to do everything or most things by ourselves, and if we can't, we ask for help but like if you go out into the real world you're gonna see people or that want to help you and you kind of have to deny their help or say you have 
you got this and you can do it by yourself but thanks for offering kind of thing and so it's like it's like that's what they teach you in O&M which O&M is uh, orientation and mobility they teach you to go out on in the real world and navigate with the cane and so and go shopping and uh, everything else um and that's one thing that i really like about O&M is it helped me a lot and it's still helping yeah. same with braille one thing um that's also another thing is like you might see some blind people with a guide dog or a cane and the same rules apply with a guide dog you can't you i mean you can ask if they need help but um if they don't they're just gonna politely say i don't need help but thanks for offering and there's a lot more rules for guide dogs, but there's a lot of rules for canes as well. Um, one of the rules that I know of is that you can't pet a guide dog while working. And yeah. I know a lot of people are faking guide dogs right now, which is a big problem. Um, because it's it's making the people with guide dogs very upset because they they get questioned every time that questioned every time they're out and about if that's a real guide dog now apparently so i would say i'm looking into getting one when uh when i go to college or trade school whatever i decide to do um i'm gonna try to get one or along that lines Same. Maybe I might get one. Yeah. Because I have trouble walking and I can hold on to it. Yeah. And use my cane and stuff. Yeah. I'd say that's uh, that's also a nice thing to have. Um, but yeah. So yeah. yeah. Is there anything else you want to say, Sadie? one lesson that if that's the only thing you get from this podcast I I really want you to take away that blind people are just normal people without sight and um, and we've said it multiple times um, 
but I feel like it's something that you should really take away um, from this podcast. And so um, we're both here to educate and um, we will, if you have any questions, just let us know. Um, And we'll try to answer them in the best possible way we can. Um, yes. And don't feel feel afraid to ask questions because I feel like that's another thing um, that people when a, when a sighted person sees a blind person they're like oh I don't want to I want to ask them if they need help but I don't want to ask them like what their vision impairment is or what caused their blindness. Um, And we're not afraid to answer those questions, but you just have to, you have to ask them nicely. one another thing that we constantly ask each other at school we're like oh what's your vision impairment how do you become blind or or have you always been blind or certain things like that like, don't be afraid to ask us we will answer but it's yeah. the matter of fact of being nice about it if you're rude about it we we feel bad um and you'll probably feel bad as well, but it's the way you ask the person. And obviously, if you had a traumatic experience that caused the blindness, um, and they just went blind like last week or so, uh, (laughs) that might not be a good time to ask, but eventually they will come back and say say their story. Yeah. So... Yeah. Yeah, if someone went blind like last week or last night because of an accident, be respectful and not like it's not good to ask them right now, but in the future when they learn to navigate. And then you can, yeah, then you, you'll start to feel comfortable about it, and you won't be, like, yes. as on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's one of the things when I first started going blind is I kind of hated the fact to, like, bring it up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I kind of, like, would bring it up, what, in a joking kind of way? And be like, this isn't really happening, I'm going blind, but I don't know what that means. Like... Um, I just kind of play around with it a little bit, and my mom would be like, what is going on? Because there's, like, a whole different mood, like, from Juliana. And, and, but then she also is dealing with going blind, which I don't, which she doesn't know what it's like, so she kind of backed up and asked if I needed any help, and was very polite 
and there were some days that I just didn't want to help, um, or I was just upset and depressed about it, but... But is there anything else you want to say, Sadie? Okay, well, thanks for joining me, Sadie, and I'm glad that um, you decided to um, tell us your story, because I know there's a lot of different types of blindness, and that's another thing, is there's a lot of different types of blindness, and this is just two types of stories, and there's a wide spectrum of it, so um, thanks for joining me, and... um, Educating people. Yeah, thanks. And this is Sadie Huff, and um, if you have any questions for her, I'll just text her your questions, and we'll try to answer them. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, guys.